Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we heard that Adele's got some new music coming out, and we've been excited about that on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. Today, the big news is Tears for Fears have announced. Wow, throwback. I know, right? That they are going to be releasing their first album in 17 years. Uh, it's called The Tipping Point. Tears for years. Yeah, 17 of them to be exact. Their um, last album came out in 2004, which I, no, I didn't even, didn't know even that. realize yeah. that. Anyway, uh, their release date is set for February 25th, 2022. And uh, we'll have some new Tears for Fears music. And I thought, you know what? I got a question for people. Yeah. What musician or group would you love to hear new music from? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls here on My Talk 1071. Uh, should we go to the phones? Let's do it. We've got Monica on the line. Hi, Monica. Hi, Monica. Monica. Monica, what musician or group would you like to hear new music from? Thank you. And they're, they're both kind of uh, dreams, I guess, but I don't see it happening. One would be um, Minnesota favorite, The Replacements, of course. Oh, yes. Who wouldn't? Right. right? And um, the second would be The Smiths, but I won't hold my breath for that. There you go. All right. Add it to the list. Monica, thank you for Thanks, your Monica. call. Uh, 651-641-1071. What artist would you, or musician, would you like to hear new music from? Um, we did get a tweet from Panda who said, I want a Rihanna album. Don't we all? But I think our blind items have shown that it may never come. Yeah, I mean, at least we're getting Adele, so... Well, and what she said was, I'm fine with Adele's album, and frankly, I don't mind that we waited this long if it's amazing. Yeah, which it will be. Because it's Adele. It's Adele. Um, 651-641-1071. What musician uh, or artist... Or group, I mean, would you love to hear new music from Bradley? Do you have any? Uh, I mean, mine was topic? Rihanna because right. we've all been sitting around waiting for Rihanna. So that's TikTok what I want. I don't think we're going to get it, which is, I think, makes people want it even more. Right. Right. Uh, but that would be mine. Sometimes I think about old, like, artists who we just haven't heard from in a super long time. And I'm like, whatever happened to that person? And I think new music would be great from that person, like Tracy Chapman, for oh, example. Sure. Like, when. Like, she hasn't been putting out new stuff, has she? Maybe she hasn't, I just don't know it. I don't know. Or, like, Nora Jones. Remember mm-hmm. how much we loved Nora Jones? And then, like, she was gone. Um, Colby Calais. I don't even know what a Colby Calais is. is that she a was cheese? the girl put the record, put put your records on song. Girl, put your records on. Oh, that yeah. Song. Right? That's Colby Calais, right? Anyway. Holly? 
Down. Who would you, what musician or group would you like to hear new music from? Well, I would like to hear new music. I agree. As far as in the world of pop, yes, I want to know what Rihanna's up to. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if Rihanna's really interested in, in well, giving us anything. Blind items would indicate she's not able to. Well, yeah. Holly answers the phone. We'll, we'll explain that uh, the reason why Rihanna allegedly is not able to release new music is because she has ruined her vocal cords mm-hmm. um, with... Um, the drugs. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's the rumor. Who that's knows the if rumor. it's true? But it's still the result is the same, which is no music from Rihanna. And I will just have to take the one Rihanna performance that I saw live to the grave. That was a special night for so many. It reasons. was. It very much was. Holly, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't allow. I didn't give you the opportunity to give us anybody other than Rihanna. Was there anybody else you'd like to hear new music from? You know, at this point, I'm open to the surprise. Ah, just bring it. Just, bring it if you got you it. You know, just bring it if you got it. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. What group or musician would you like to hear new music from? Holly, we lost our caller, Lily. Do you know what Lily wanted to hear? Yeah, Lily wanted to hear Herman's Hermits. But I got a hot tip for her. Go on Instagram. Follow Peter Noon. He's out touring right now. Yeah. Herman's Hermits. Also, he sends out fan mail. He lives in Santa Barbara and he takes his pugs along in the car. That's cute. By the way, Panda, thank you. Panda tweeted uh, Colby Kelly saying bubbly. You know, know you do know. You don't know that you don't remember that you know it. Um, And then Corinne Bailey Ray saying put your records on. Bubbly is like, uh, it's a bubbly song. I can't, I can't like grab the tune in my head. Yeah. But uh, it's like a upbeat song. Sure. About feeling bubbly when I'm with you. Bubbly it's, when I'm with so, you. Yeah, it's I'm like, so a, it's a cute song. Anyway. Bubbles. Uh, she said, I do have a beautiful Colby song on my Christmas playlist. Mistletoe. Hmm. Okay. Noted. New music. Thank you. New music. I I, th- I honestly thought that the pandemic would bring us a lot more new music. Like I thought that that like yeah that that it would be set like you know who crushed that was Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift for yeah. sure. She was she, very busy. Yeah, she was like, oh, like I'll just release a ton of music and make more money while nobody can go anywhere. Yeah. Which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, for sure. Um, I apparently Adele was working hard and we didn't know it. Yeah. But I thought for sure we would, you know, be at this point of the pandemic and be getting like albums Oodles. like knocking us upside the head right and left. Let's go to Tina. Tina, what artist or musician uh, or group would you like to hear new music from? I would love to hear anything from Simply Red or Brian Adams. Oh, oh, Brian Adams. Yes. Either one would make my day. I hear you. That is good stuff. Thank you for your call, Tina. I would also respectfully submit Toto. We haven't heard a lot out of Toto. In fact, my biggest regret is that uh, Toto was going on tour and we didn't get to see Toto. It's true. And then Toto came into town and nobody told us. Told us. <laughs> Yeah, we and didn't. we missed it. No, no. The Toto. <laughs> um, let's go to Rosie. We'll let Rosie have the final word on this. Hi, Rosie. What musician or group would you like to hear new music from? Hi, Bradley and Colleen. I'd Hi. love to hear more music from the Talking Heads. Oh, yes. Oh, sure. Another throwback. That would be good. See, there are just, thank you, Rosie. There are just, like, some of those bands where you go, gosh, when was the last time we heard from them? 
And then you think, well, I would like to hear what they could do. Down the house. So what are they going to do now? They can't. Where are they going to record? <laughs> yeah, they're going to file their insurance the policy. <laughs> there is, if she wants something, uh, Rosie, Some I know it's David Byrne. It's not the Talking mm-hmm. Heads. But there is a concert musical that's on HBO. I think it's, it's streaming on HBO Max right now. Uh, amazing. Yeah, David Byrne's American Utopia. So that might, you know, help her out a little Have bit. Have you watched feelings. that, Holly? Mm-hmm. It's so Good. Have you watched it, Bradley? No, no, I, I, I didn't think yeah. you did, but I thought I'd let you in the conversation. <laughs> I was like, I'll ask you too. It's amazing. It is absolutely unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I did watch. Speaking of music, I did the Lord's work and I watched oh. Diana the Musical all on right. Netflix. Okay, let's be honest. I watched the first half of Diana the Musical oh. Oh, on that Netflix. Bode well. And I watched it at 1.5 times. So I will have. Oh my God. I will have my uh, review of Diana the Musical. Is it worth it? When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I watched Diana the Musical on Netflix. You guys, have you guys watched it? No. I saw the trailer for it. Okay. So it's on Netflix for your viewing pleasure. And I had the pleasure of viewing it on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Um, okay, so to be fair, I watched a significant amount of it, really just mostly the first half. Okay, well, the fact that you didn't finish it doesn't bode well. But... Well, I think I will probably finish it. I just did like ran out of time oh, okay. and like right. attention at okay. the time. Um, so I, but I was curious about it because, okay, so I, it like snuck up on me. I didn't even know that there was. A Diana the Musical. Yeah. So for those of you who are like, this sounds weird. What even is it? Well, it's literally the Broadway show. It's the it's a it's a movie of the Broadway show. Yeah. And it's of the stage production. So um, so I guess that the story is that it was uh, getting ready to be um, opened. When the pandemic hit. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so the way that I don't I don't know if they were trying to get people excited about it or what, because now it really will open on November 17th. That will be its uh, official opening day. Fascinating that you get the chance to see it on Netflix before you can see it on stage. Right. It is an interesting. And so I don't know if they're trying to, I don't know, get people excited for it or if this was a way of, I don't know, keeping them working or raising the money that they did, whatever. Um, anywho, um, you guys, it's, I have to be perfectly honest. It's really, uh, I don't think it's supposed to be as funny as it was. It looked oh, like, like there was going to be a lot of secondhand embarrassment. It's really secondhand embarrassmenty. Okay. Why? Um, well, first of all, okay. So for, first of all, I know what you're all thinking. You haven't you haven't even watched the damn crown. What's wrong with you? And you went straight to Diana the musical. No. Okay. Good. I think you're allowed to. I mean, I don't think the two are connected. Well, so. my point in saying that is, I'm not. I only know like a little bit about Diana. Sure. In terms of like what I lived through and what I saw, but like the whole big picture. Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I really knew. Um, a lot about Camilla's role in, I, I mean, I've heard that there were three people in our marriage interview, but I didn't have an idea of how that all fit together in the grand scheme. Yeah. 
And so I'm interested in the story, I can tell you, just by watching the musical. But the way that the musical tells the story is, like, not maybe befitting or honoring of Diana and who Diana is. Yeah, like, it's just, it. like, what's the... It makes Diana kind of look like a caricature of a, a naive woman who then uses fashion to try to make herself relevant. And, mm. like, the musific- musicification of it... Um, is bizarre. Okay. Um, and it's like all this, how do I say it? Like, it's like, I'm going to prove myself and I had a baby and I'm going to prove myself and I'm going to wear couture. And it's just like, I feel like Diana was a lot more than that. Yeah. And it sort of, um, takes some of the three dimensional and it makes her a caricature. Yeah. Um, and so if I, if I were, and I think, her sons are, you know, yeah. among us. Like, yeah. if they watched this, they'd be. Mortified. I feel like it would feel like a middle finger to their lives. Oh. It just is really. Okay. And there's I, some like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I don't know anything about this musical. I didn't until I saw the trailer on Netflix, and I thought, well, that's interesting that we've not been given anything. I did see some uh, headlines about it being a flop before it ever actually happened. And I don't know the context of that. I don't know who's saying that. So I don't know how to put that into context Uh uh, with any other musical. Um, But I will say like musicals in general, you, you, it has to be, you have to be able to, you've got to be a very good writer Mm -hmm. slash lyricist to create a fabulous musical. So, you know, whether it's just because of the subject or whether it's because of the, like, I haven't seen it, so I don't know the music, et cetera. Um, it seems like a very tall order from the outside. It is a, it is a super tall order. And let me just give you an example of yeah. a place where maybe they went horribly wrong. Okay. Um, so Diana famously had an affair with a man by the name of James Hewitt, who was a riding instructor. Yeah. Okay. So the second act opens with a song that is filled with euphemisms about riding horses as like a sex, like sexual. Okay. And it's the oh. two of them like getting all sexy with each like, other and talking about the horse. horses. Yeah. Do you ride, like, uh, does Charles ride horses? Not no. very well. You know, and it's just very, <laughs> like, I'm like, I really, and you know, there's rumors, they've been alive for a long time, that James Hewitt is Harry's yeah. biological father. So I just feel like there's this like weird insensitivity to the actual it's a reality of the the fact that we're not so far removed from This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From her death. Well, no, I was going to say, and the people that are, you know, a part of her life, uh, were part of her life, are still here. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'd be curious to know, like, who wrote it and what was their motive and like, what story are they trying to tell? Because it doesn't sound like they're doing it very well. Right. I'm you know, I'm glad you said that because I would be interested to hear a profile of that when I'm when you look for anything about the musical. What you're getting right now is the reviews of it and like how absolutely awful, terrible it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was going to see if I could figure out. um, Well, now people are calling this musical an instant camp classic. So I'm in. Okay, so here's the I'm thing about now. it. Because I thought about that as I'm watching it. I'm like, can this rise to the level of camp? Or are we just in cringe town? And I feel like it's going to need a little... Uh, it's like a, a it's like a fine wine. You, It might need some time to breathe before we can really actually embrace the campiness of it. I will say it's also a tall order to watch a musical in a movie that's not been filmed as a movie. Right. Or what I mean is yeah. to watch a theatrical version. A stage musical on film. On a streaming service. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think that's a tall order as well. And just having watched the trailer, I thought, well, that's just it. It constantly reminds you that you're not having the live experience. And I will say that one of the secrets of a musical is, you know, you get the benefit of the electricity that's in the room right. when live performers are actually performing. So that would be, uh, you know, I'd be curious to see if that has any effect on it. But I think the hard part, too, about this story is there is a lot of tragedy in Diana's story. Um, Because apparently I I didn't get to the end, but apparently it does end with her death, which I'm going to have a hard time with because it uh, because of sort of the mm, campiness and the. Sure. Yeah humor injection of humor in the rest of it i don't know um but also just the the way you know she was like hungry for charles's love yeah and there's like a and it sort of makes fun of that it's very i don't know all right well you'll have to watch the rest and then let us know if it i'll keep you posted how about that When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them D-Bags. We're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer, And we have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. The publationship known as Shamila. Yeah, What's so that it's all about? like a twofer, right? Because it's just the whole publationship. Okay. So apparently, you know, they're both pushing some um, some projects right now. Yeah. And uh, apparently in a glamour uh, interview. Oh, okay. Very glamorous. With our friend Camila Cabello. Um, she talks about her publationship. Yeah. 
And uh, one of the things she basically says is like, there's really just like one big challenge that they face as a relationship. One big challenge. Yes, it's a huge Not challenge. Not having toilets together in the same room. Mm, no, we can't talk about that. It's that, <laughs> you see, it's that people don't really understand them. And so social media um, right. trolls uh like to point out things like that they don't know how to kiss and stuff like that. So she was like, when she basically said it's the impact of social media commentary that is getting in the way of like them having a healthy relationship sometimes. Oh, who does and, that sound like? Um, all the celebrities, another publication. Benefer- yeah. Remember that was the reason they broke up. It was because of us. So again, the hard part of the relationship between Camila Cabello and Sean Mendez is, us, us. Mm-hmm. were the problem. Gaslight. Um, so she actually brought up that time when they um, they did that weird like face licking kiss. Yeah, that we were all like, "That's weird." Because it was weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mean- she brought that up, and she was like, "When stuff that's negative is out there, it's just going to get to you." So yeah, that's very challenging in our <laughs> relationship. Now here's the other thing, and this is the thing I almost wanted to pay more attention to is okay. this other part of this article. All right. Because she talks a little bit about um, about like their mental health. Yeah. And she says she has a habit uh, that she engages in. She said, um, but that they have open communication. And so he's able to help her with this habit. I have this pattern of eating a lot when I'm anxious or uncomfortable it's a comfort thing for me. I'll just kind of become unconscious and zombie eat a lot and then I'll feel sick. And he's like, mm-hmm. notices she's doing it and mm-hmm. is like, you're doing that thing. And then she can stop eating. Yeah. I read this yesterday and I thought to myself, um, this sounds really unhealthy and probably not true. Or at least it's like it always with them seems like, you know, there's there's trying to make something more out of something than it really is to make you believe that they have this very intimate relationship because the way she described that behavior to me sounded very like not a thing like he's totally aware and like tells me just don't do that and i'm like oh wow that's insightful right wouldn't anybody (laughs) tell you that also like i mean i try not to be negative though because the the, with the, the when I read this story, I thought to myself, well, maybe she just can't put that into words because when I hear what she's saying, it sounds like to me that it's not very, um, like that just doesn't sound like a thing. It mm-hmm. sounded like something you made up to tell, you know, a magazine article. Which has been like our critique of them yeah, anyway, yeah, the whole yeah. time, right? Is that like, she's like, what sounds relationshipy, And What's then tells this story. Like I was picking my nose once and my partner was like, don't do that. And I was like, oh my God, that's so insightful. Thank you so much. No, mm. that's just like what you do. Right. Like her exact words for the story. So again, she's saying like, I have a pattern of eating a lot when I'm anxious or uncomfortable. It's a comfort thing for me. I just kind of become unconscious. I zombie eat a lot and then I'll feel sick. And then she tells about a story that happened at a VMA um, or an MTV video. Yeah. VMA party. She said at the VMAs party, I was like, I'm doing it. And he was like, it's okay. You're doing it. That's okay. Let's just take a breath and not do that. What? She said, it's really good for me to be able to talk about my patterns. Again, it's like she has the language of healthy speak. But the the example there just is like, 
so yeah, like I was, I, you know, told him that I was like, I don't want to eat this bread. And he was like, it's okay. You're, I love you. Don't right. eat the bread. Take a bread. Oh yeah. That was very helpful. Yeah. I mean, I get it. And so then I didn't eat the bread, but like, what? That's just not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Also, I think, you know, I think your assessment is actually spot on that. Maybe she doesn't have the language to talk about kind of the broad idea of what is meaningful or good about or healthy about her relationship without it being like this, ep- like a episode, right? Like she's like, Here's an example that everybody will understand. And instead, I'm a little bit like, actually, there's like six things about that that I feel are very. It sounds like it sounds like when I'm not saying that she is a child, but when a child Mm -hmm. like knows something, but they don't know, like they know the language for something, but they don't know the experience. And it's like, I get what you, you know, the elevated, evolved, um, healthy experience you're communicating but i'm not sure that that's the best example of that because also because also truly with that example um she has it's it sounds like to me i am not an expert that she's describing disordered eating Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't rely on sean mendez to help me with my disordered eating right so i would probably and so like i get it but I also think like, oh, I don't know that that's the best coping mechanism right. either to rely on your partner helping with disordered eating. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's my D-bag. D-bag. Who's your D-bag, Bradley? Um, uh, Jennifer Aniston. Actually, not Jennifer Aniston. Page six oh. for a story yeah. about Jennifer Aniston. Sounds about right. Because the tabloids can't stop themselves mm. um in this case here's the headline jennifer aniston's dating history all her ex-husbands and boyfriends uh, no woo. you heard me it's an article yeah that just lists the people that jennifer aniston dated and married now it's not just that so like you're like oh infomercial it's like one of those pop-up videos right pop-up i'm gonna video. learn all the things sure but okay but let's also listen to the language Jennifer Aniston is back on the market after her December 2017 separation from second husband, Justin Thoreau. And it, what proceeds is um, a lot of, you just have to take my word that the language in the way this article is laid out is very sexist because there is no, like, I'm not sure of the male equivalent of this particular story Mm -hmm. and what it would be. It's very much like Jennifer Aniston is a relationship hopper. Of course. And she's a relationship marrier. And it talks about all of these, um, or not relationship marrier, a uh, like serial marrier. Because as you scroll through, you're like, oh, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, I didn't realize. And by the end of it, you're like, oh my God, does she do anything other than date people or get married to them? Oh. And again, what's the point of this particular article? It's not in context of anything. It's literally just a probably 800 word piece on all of the people that she's dated. And I, I don't understand why. Can I just, there's one paragraph that tells you everything you need to know about the acceptable view of, or the, I should say not the acceptable, the accepted view of Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the paragraph. It's very short. After two public divorces, one of which 
involved a long-rumored cheating scandal in several relationships with high-profile men, Aniston still has faith that there's someone out there for her. Like, okay. I mean, it's, it's boiling down the idea of a relationship that you're just, like all of the experiences you've had throughout your life are yeah. just getting to the like finding the one right it's like, no that's not how it works right. these were all relationships she engaged in right and decided to move on from them. as a grown as woman who entered into them with her eyes wide open and yeah. probably walked out of them with them also eyes wide open or at the very least no more or less than any of her male counterparts right. i mean we could have done a similar article about one of the people that she was with john mayer we could do them with brad pitt john stewart yeah, you're never going to see an article that's like brad pitt after two failed marriages still has faith Mm. Yeah. That his woman is out there. Mm. That's just not going to be the tone and of the Brad, Brad Pitt article. You don't hear Leonardo DiCaprio wondering if he's going to ever have children. No, no. Right? It's like, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's wearing his hoodie, riding a bike and vaping, mm. having a good time. Right. Also, there are America's men, Playboy. There are men on this list who she's not publicly dated, but has been rumored to date. So they're throwing in like tabloid rumors as if it's part of the timeline. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just, the whole Jennifer Aniston thing, like, I don't know if history is going to look kindly on our I mean, treatment. the present doesn't look That's kindly. That's true. As evidenced by this segment. I mean, again, and it's, I will say, a woman who wrote this, and it literally doesn't pretend to be anything other than what it is. The headline, again, just to remind you, Jennifer Aniston's dating history, all her ex-husbands and boyfriends... A comprehensive for what? List. For what? No, it's not even like for no, what? I well, know. I think that it was started because at one point in an interview, because she's out doing press for the new show, the more for this next season of the morning show or whatever show she's on. Yeah, is that she said she's ready for love again? She's not going to go online dating because she's just not like that. She's an old school. Yeah, girl. because the only thing that Jennifer Aniston can do is mm-hmm. date. Or pine about not having children. And Mm -hmm. to be fair, to be fair in this situation, to play devil's advocate a little, only a little bit, Jennifer Aniston has participated a little bit in that narrative about her. Yeah. Right? Well, she just saw what's, you know, like the only chance that she had to get attention in this world and said, well, okay, I'll play your game. And she did. Yeah. And she has. Um, and so, you know, she answers those questions, which I don't know. I get, are, is it, aren't we all a little bit tired of this now? Yeah, I'm waiting for the Jennifer Aniston article where it's Jennifer Aniston lives in her beautiful multi-million dollar mansion. Alone. Hangs out with her friends in Cabo and sips margaritas yeah, living her not, best you're life. You're not going to get yeah. that because on some level she has to be alone. Right. Or with a man. Right. Who is not going to marry her or if he does, will cheat on her. Or is drinking uh her uh her rosé and crying about the baby she never had. Yeah. Right? Because that's the other storyline about her. Yeah. Is that Jennifer Aniston who always wanted a baby but Brad Pitt wouldn't give her one. Again, I bet if you did a whole article on all of the women that Leonardo DiCaprio has dated or married, although I don't think he's married anybody, I don't think has he? He has married anybody. But all the women he's dated there's no that's nobody's going to do that article. Right. Right, and and if they did, it would have a fully different tone. Oh, it would be the success. It would be a celebration of the conquest. Right, exactly. Right. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, you may think we are done with our d bags, but no, 
No, we've oh, got a, we've got another. But wait, there's more. We're going to do a D-bag double down after this on My Talk 1071. You, Holly, this is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. We had some extra D-bag lying around and we mm-hmm. decided to shove it right here in this segment. It's a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes, Queen, more D-bag. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Eggs. My D-bag double down uh, is based on a story about Katie Couric. Now, we've all been chatting about Katie Couric lately because... She has a new book, memoir, as Fair Abraham would mm-hmm. call it, named Going There. Oh, and she goes there. that she's going to go there mm-hmm. uh, with some stuff in her life, which, you know, that's her right, and she's telling stories. And mm-hmm. what I love is that all these people have been reacting to this before they actually read the book. But um, the Daily Mail, of course, got a bunch of excerpts, so they've been yapping about this. And I don't know who the D-bag is in this story, but there's just, there's so much. I think it's partially this woman who is referenced in going there, but also uh, speaks to the Daily Mail about Katie Couric. And long story short, uh, there's a story about Katie Couric's former nanny. Now, the story is hilarious in and of itself. The lady is just bitter. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clear to me. Um, Their relationship was apparently very dysfunctional at the very least. Um, But also, she just throws Katie Kirk under the bus. She's like, fine, Katie, you're going to talk about me. I'm going to talk about you. And she said, like, here's here's a bullet point from this story about Katie Kirk and a nanny. Now, when I first read this, I thought it was like Katie Kirk's nanny Mm -hmm. when she was a kid. No, no, no. (laughs) It's... Katie Couric's nanny that for her children yes. when she, was she hired adult. to care for her children. She claimed uh, that is this woman, mm-hmm. and I'll get to her in a moment. Her last name is Posnick. Um, Ms. Posnick said that Katie Couric's late husband, Jay Monahan would have to push his nose picking wife into the shower because she wouldn't bathe on weekends. She was like that. She'll drink out of a milk carton. <gasps> and when her underwear was dirty, she'd turn them inside out. Okay. So okay. I just love the petty, petty Oh my nature. gosh. Now, you'd say, like, well, where does this petty reaction that Ms. Posnick is sharing with the world come from? Well, as evidenced by the excerpts that have been made available, it sounds like Katie Couric felt like Ms. Posnick's, uh, what's her first name? Nancy. Nancy. She felt like Nancy's 
behavior was kind of controlling, scary, and a little um, pathological in terms mm. of the relationship they had uh, as, you know, nanny and nanny employer employer. employee yeah yeah but but i will say that uh nanny nancy kept a bunch of letters from katie that shows like katie saying things like you're a part of the family i hope you're not upset about some things like it's it's just clear and i i i don't i don't care about who's really right because i think in situations like this probably they're both right Mm -hmm. in some ways and both wrong in some ways but again katie kirk gets to write her memoir and then Nancy gets to have her, you know, moment in the sun, petty tirade <laughs> as well. Um, I just love the idea of the nose picking, dirty underwear oh wearing Katie gosh. Couric. Drinking straight out of the curtain. Yeah, she's like, I don't have to take a shower. Do you know who I am? I'm just going to turn my underwear inside out and go on with my life. Pick my nose and wipe it on the wall. And, Gross. And it sounds like, I mean, just a cursory reading of the story. Sounds like to me, Ms. Posnick got a little too um, attached. And Katie maybe didn't realize uh, what she was in for. And like all relationships, I imagine a nanny relationship on the level of a Katie Couric is probably a very different thing than it is for most people and requires a certain level of discretion and um, interconnectedness with the family that could lead to some awkward and uncomfortable interpersonal relations. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't, none of this surprises me. I just think it's kind of debaggy to like, Talk about Katie Couric is like she may be a horrible person. I don't know Katie Couric. I'm assuming she's not. But we, even if she were, even if she were a nose picking, yeah, inside out one underwear time, wearing, one time it happens. One time says Nancy <laughs> when we were in Key West. Jay said to me, "Come on, you got to come with me." He took me up to the bedroom. She, Katie, was in the bathroom, and he said, "Look, it was her pillow. She'd picked her nose all night." All the boogers were lined up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. I it's so petty. One thing I know petty. for certain. Boogers is lined up on her pillow. If Nancy Posnick ever comes out with her own book, I will read every page. Right? Oh, that's hilarious. She was like that. She drank out of a milk carton, and when <gasps> her underwear were dirty, she'll turn them inside out. I mean, she's she's not the first. I think it's kind of, you know, depends on how dirty we're talking. I will say this, though. I bet if you were the nanny of somebody who was beloved and you didn't have that same view of them and you were a bitter person, you might look forward to the day that you could uh, say such things as... I looked at her pillow and her boogers were lined up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if that's the worst. Like, we all know people who were like, everybody thinks that person is one thing and I see a different version yeah, of them. Exactly. And there is a piece of you that thinks like, like someday I'm going to be able to tell my story. Yeah. And the truth is, usually you don't tell the story and there are reasons why we don't, you know, social reasons why we just don't go out blabbing about, you know, people's behavior. Yeah. But... I'm I'm here for the pettiness. Thank you very much. It's entertaining. Katie rarely cooked and didn't diet. Posnick recalled that she was built like a little wrestler and never saw a man make a pass at her. <laughs> oh my okay, gosh. Just, that is rude. I mean, that again, so rude. now you understand why oh I chose gosh. this story as my D-bag. Oh. Body humor was a fixture of life with Kirk. And one time while driving to a speech in Miami, Kirk joked to Monaghan, why don't you have sex with Nancy? He looked at her and said, no, thanks. I'm not that hungry. What? What? 
Yeah, no, then the list goes on from there. So feel free to head over to the Daily Mail because if you are ever in need of petty, the Daily Mail is serving it up, especially where Katie Couric is concerned because they've really laid hard into a story that I don't think many people want to read. Which is what I love about the Daily Mail is that they, um, but this is long too. Again, I will read her book if she ever decides to spin these tales all the way out. Mm. Uh, Jess <laughs> sent us an email. Okay, this Katie Kirk talk is disgusting, and I'm the 13th in line for this book at Hennepin <laughs> County Library Online. That's hilarious. Well, so we there's can... a reason you're in line. <laughs> exactly. But we can give you the report of the report. Right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, by the way, I do need to, I can't forget, because I keep on hearing little dribs and drabs about this Katie Couric memoir, right? Yeah. And that, like, she literally is, like, no holds barred. Yeah. And I keep thinking, I got to get that. I got to get, get that. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll listen to it, because I bet it'll be oh. good. I bet she'll be. I'm sure she's going to be reading Yeah. It. So I think I'm, I'm going to audible that. I'll be doing that in the break. But when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is or was your favorite holiday TV or film tradition? 651-641-1071. We'll talk to you after this.